Hi, this is Audrey Blair, and you're listening to the Change is Hard podcast, episode seven. Hello, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad to be with you today. I'm having a relatively mellow day today. It's pretty cool. This is probably episode, I think it's probably going to be episode six or seven. And I haven't formally launched the podcast yet, but I did get a note from Spotify after podcast four or five that said, hey, congratulations, you've had 100 listens or 100 listeners to your podcast, which I'll take that W. As I said, I haven't officially launched and uh, it might be just a few friends and my clients that are listening to episodes over and over again, but that's okay. I'll take it. So the few of you that are here with me, (laughs) Thanks for being here and uh, I appreciate you. Today, I want to talk to you about giving your power away. What do you think that means? If I were to ask you, what does it mean to give your power away? What might you say? And when I address this with clients, it's usually a relatively new concept. And these are things that they are doing without even realizing it. So I want to give you a few. I know there are a lot more, but I have six things here that have come up and things that often come up when working with clients. Six ways that you might be giving your power away without even realizing it. And this is more of just some food for thought to bring awareness and hopefully maybe help you shift some of these things that you might be doing. There are certainly more than six That is for sure. But here are the ones that often come up. All right. So number one, waiting for permission to do something that is already under your purview or within your responsibility. I love it when sometimes clients come in and say that they're stuck or they're waiting to hear back from certain people, primarily their boss on things. And we get to the point where I ask questions and it ultimately comes out that they're waiting in vain. It's not even necessary because it is something that is within their responsibility. So they might be thinking about, you know, getting that project going or developing a strategy or making a plan and executing on a plan that has already been set out. They're waiting, but what are you actually waiting for? If there's a bottleneck that's happening, think about, do you actually need to wait for someone to give you permission to move ahead? Now this happens, especially with new leaders because you're still learning the role, but it also occurs with leaders that have had years of experience and when perhaps they're leveling up in leadership. So now they're leading other leaders and they now have a new role and a lot more under their purview. The challenge here and the mindset issue that's, that's happening is you're not fully transitioning into being the leader you need to be for that role, which means that you have to take that step of maybe now you're the one that's deciding go, no go. You're the one that's pushing ahead. You're the one that is informing versus waiting for permission. There's a difference. Of course, you have to consider the project and the culture and all of those other things. But many times there are things that you're waiting for, waiting to do that you probably can just go do. A good question to ask and to see if this is happening is, uh, is my boss the bottleneck or is it me? 
Is it just me being afraid to make a decision because I'm afraid of, you know, right or wrong? Or what is it that's keeping me from moving ahead? I was working uh, with a client who he was a GM of a small to medium sized business. He didn't have a boss. He had, he, he reported to the board of directors and they set out some metrics and some things that they wanted to accomplish, but he was getting the stuck on, well, how do they want me to do this? And, and he had some questions and a part of my question back to him was, well, what is it that they hired you to do? Because now that you're the one that's boots on the ground, you understand all the things uh, that's happening within the organization. Aren't they looking to you to develop and build the strategy and let them know how you can meet and hit these metrics? So stepping fully into the role that you have might be a way, might be a thing that you need to do. And if you're not doing it, it might be a way that you're giving, giving your power away, waiting for permission for things that, that are already under your purview. Now, the second thing is just the opposite on the other side of that coin is waiting for permission to stop doing something that is no longer under your purview. Now, this happens typically when you are uh, in a new role, but you continue to do the work that now belongs to someone else. So think about taking on a new role and it's the same mindset, not fully transitioning into this new role and what you need to be for this new role, but also not fully transitioning out of old tasks and old responsibilities. This happens when again, sometimes it's a matter of setting boundaries. I had one client who got a promotion, which was great, but what ended up happening is she didn't, couldn't fully transition into the new role. She essentially ended up with two full-time jobs. Now this is a problem. You can't get a new job while still doing all the things of your old job. And I know sometimes we're being required now to do more with less and there are certain things you can't let go of, but you can have a conversation and start setting some boundaries for some of these things. You can have a conversation around delegating and making sure that there are resources that you can delegate some of these old tasks to. Sometimes as we talked about, as I talked about in the four levels of leadership, sometimes that delegation or not delegating comes down to not trusting others to do it or do it in the way that you would have done it. But it's the same thing, not stepping into the leader that is needed for that new role and waiting for someone else to tell you, okay, well, you can stop doing this now. What are, what are some of those things that you might be doing that probably does belong to someone else? Because if you are the leader, if you've been promoted into this role, but you're still doing things from your old role, then why are you the leader? What, what, what are you doing? Have you developed a plan? Are you delegating? Are you shifting and moving? Have you had the conversation with, well, how long is this going to last? So there might be some things that you're still doing that you probably don't need to be doing, or there's meetings that you're attending that you don't really need to be attending because you're waiting for someone else to tell you that, oh, it's okay to drop this. All right. Number three, constantly seeking external validation while ignoring or not building your own internal or intrinsic validation. This one is huge. And this one shows up a lot when we can fall to pieces if we've worked hard on something and maybe someone has an opinion about it and they don't like it. While that can be a little bit of a gut punch, many times I see people make it mean something about them. 
or they make it mean that they're terrible at their job, or they make it mean something way bigger than what it really does mean. And that's when there's so much external validation that's needed that it outweighs your own personal internal validation. You can like something and someone else not like it and still feel good about it. You can work hard on a project or work hard on something that doesn't get picked up, but you can still feel good about the work that you've done and take away the learning from that. But when that external validation has a greater weight and means more to you than your own personal internal validation, that's probably an indication that you're giving some power away. And think about where that might be showing up for you. So number four, showing up based on what others need instead of based on your own personal value proposition. All right, so what in the world do I mean by this? Have you ever walked into a room and maybe into a meeting and you see the various personalities of the people in the meeting and you're like, oh no, I've gotta do something different here. Or you shut yourself down or you come in thinking, well, I'm just gonna fill in this gap because it doesn't exist. You base how you show up on other people. And that's you, again, giving some of that permission away. So you know, well, so-and-so is gonna do a lot of talking. So-and-so is gonna make the decision. Doesn't really matter what I say. So you stay quiet. When you know that your voice can add a different perspective or bring a new flavor, when you don't ask questions, you know you really wanna ask because your brain is telling you, oh, that's a dumb question. Those are things that happen when we are so concerned about what else is going on and we think that uh, our value is not as important as other people that are in the room. So you might be devaluing what you bring and that's given the, they're giving away your power to help to make a decision or make a change to someone else. And this happens quite a bit. And there are ways that we can work around this and how to do that, especially when there are larger personalities in the room than yours. And, but there are ways around that. There are ways that you can still show up differently without making yourself be something different than who you are. Number five, this is also a biggie. This one I work with clients on a lot, not making space for yourself on your calendar. That's the first part, not making space for yourself on your calendar. And then B is even if you have space on your calendar for yourself, it's the first thing that gets moved. So there's this idea in leadership that is floating around that I always have to be available. I always need to be available or it's an open door policy. Anybody can pop in at any time. Well, when do you have time for taking care of yourself? When do you have time for some of the strategic thinking that you want to develop? A lot of clients want to, they want to come in, they go, well, I want to move away from operations and I want to, I want to be more of a strategic leader. Well, a strategic leader needs a lot of time to think and analyze and find patterns and figure out what is going on. And that can happen if you are constantly being interrupted and if you are constantly being the fixer and you're constantly solving other people's issues rather than empowering them to solve issues for themselves. And that also includes showing up to meetings that you don't need to be showing up to anymore. Maybe there are some recurring meetings, 
or there are some things that you are involved in that others can take, take their time or you can hand that over. But when you're not making space to become the leader that you want to be and developing those skills, all of those things take time. Some ways that people will do it is, well, they'll say, well, I'm going to start early. I'm going to work earlier or I'm going to work late or I'm going to work through my lunch to make up for a lot of this time. And they offer that that is not necessarily or exactly building your resilience. It's actually burning you out even more. But how you treat your calendar, especially for the things that are for you, is that the first thing to go? That is definitely a way that you are giving some of your power away. Number six, taking someone else's vision of your future over your vision for your future. Now, don't get me wrong. I love it when people offer a vision of me that I might have a hard time seeing for myself. It's great. It opens up my mind to possibilities and maybe allows me to see things in a bigger way. But at some point, I either need to make it my own or come up with what I really want. That's the same thing for you. When you are thinking about where you are now, is this the vision and the path that you want to be on? Or is it based on what someone else thought you should be doing? Now, sometimes people can be close. They see things, they see our skill, they see our talent, and they may offer something. But other people can't know you better than you know yourself. They can't know what it is you want for yourself more than, than you. Through their perspective, they might be able to give you a broader vision. And that's great. We want people in our lives that are, gonna, that are going to uh, help us and sponsor us and give us a, a vision. We want people that are going to help us to be seen and understood. And we want people in our lives that are going to help us to be creative. But here's the catch. Sometimes we reach a point where we are now doing things to not disappoint those people versus doing things that we really want to do. So we keep doing it even though we're out of alignment of what our vision is or what our values are. And sometimes you know something is off, but you're thinking about, well, I don't want to let that person down, especially if they have been a great cheerleader. Maybe when it's someone that you love and respect and you don't want to shut them down. While those people are very important and very valuable to us, we cannot, you cannot live for what they want for you. It has to be what you want for you. I remember when I was working for an organization and uh, my background is in IT and I've had various roles in IT. There were some shifts in the organization and I had moved away pretty significantly away from more of the traditional IT hardware, software and coding things. And I was doing a lot more on digital transformation and behavioral uh, shifts. And I was focusing a lot more on that. And there was a need that came up and I was asked to take over an MSP or managed service provider part of our business. And, and the thing was, we, you're good at this. We know you're good at this. You've done it before. We really need you. We really need your skill set here. We really need you to, to step in. And that's fantastic. That idea of being needed and someone else telling you, we know you can do it because you're good at it. That's great. But as I said, I had already kind of shifted my thoughts and my ideas about my path, uh, leadership path at that point. And it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. 
I don't honestly remember exactly what ended up happening, but I think for a while I said, I can do this, but only temporarily until you find something. And it was a really short period of time that I said that I would be willing to do that because I wanted to continue learning and developing in the, on the path that I was already on. And ultimately I had to move on from that. I had to step away from what someone else thought I needed to do because they were basing it on sure things I had done in the past, which is great but I was on a different plan. And I, and I love that group. I love the people that I was working with. I loved everything about it. It was fantastic. I also knew that I wasn't going to be happy in the long run doing that. And if I were to go that route, that path through leadership, it was not going to lead me to where I wanted to be. So I had to make some decisions about my own direction. And it was very difficult for sure. So when you're thinking about even roles that come up, I had another client who had uh, a couple of different roles that were presented to her. And sure enough, the leadership wanted, there were two, leadership wanted one, but she really wanted the other one. And we talked through how to have that conversation and how to talk about getting behind her own vision for herself and her own vision for her leadership and not wanting to say no to disappoint. And most people, they're not, they don't want, they, they don't know unless you tell them. So they're just offering really what you're showing them and they can base it on what they know about you. But if there really is something else that's going on, you get to choose your own path. And we get afraid, you might get afraid because you don't wanna lose their support. But at some point, if they are the people that are gonna be important for you, you're gonna get that support back. If they're gonna shut you down because you're stepping more fully into the role that you want, then that's okay. That's you taking responsibility for you. So it's interesting as you shift and as you start showing up differently, it is possible that you are going to shuffle some feathers. Some people might not like it, but you know what? Other people are going to celebrate it. Some might question it or challenge you. That's actually good. That's a good thing. It forces you to develop the skill of articulating your why and what's important for you. It forces you to kind of test your conviction and your resolve about things. Many times we can take others' questions and make it mean something is wrong or we get defensive when it's really just an opportunity for you to get more clear about what you want. I remember my husband and I have different philosophies about a lot of things, but different philosophies about, about college. And, and I'll just use this as an example. When we got married, I didn't finish my degree initially when I went to college. I moved away and I got a job and I started doing well in my career. When I got married, I told my husband that I wanted to go back to school and finish my degree because I wanted to do some other things. And he was so perplexed. He was like, but you're doing things that people who have the degree are waiting for. You're already beyond that. But that wasn't, that wasn't the point for me. It was, for me, it was a lot more about finishing something that I started. I never intended to not finish. Um, there were just some more emotional things for me that I wanted to finish. And he just thinks that, you know, school is a means to an end and you're already at the end. So why would you go back to fill that in? Again, totally different conversation. Of course, now he's got several degrees at this point. So, you know, I'm looking at him going, what in the world are you talking about? But that was also part of his argument was, well, you're already doing well. I've got several and I'm, I'm trying to keep pace with, with what you're doing in your career. At that point, it forced me to really think about, is this something that I want for me or am I going to let someone else's idea deter something that I want? Now, 
what he was saying made a lot of sense. It really did. There was nothing wrong. Neither of us, is, this is not an issue of right or wrong. We both, I could have, he could have changed my mind and I could have said, you know what? You're right. This is exactly it. And why would I do that? Why would I pause or potentially put my career on hold for something like this? But those weren't the reasons why I wanted it. And when I was able to articulate more clearly and when he was able to see that this was something that I really, really wanted beyond just a means to an end, then I was able to shift his perspective. I did not change his mind. And sometimes when we're doing things, we are not going to be able to change people's minds, but he also wanted to support me and support what I wanted to do. We still have a fundamental difference about it and that's fine, but I needed to stand firm. The same thing when it came to me wanting to quit my job and and start this business. We had a lot of, we had many discussions about that and what that looked like and what success meant. And we have some differences in that as well. But if I were to base it on his thinking around things, I never would have done it. He's a very practical guy. Um, The way he thinks about things is very differently than me, but it was something that I wanted and needed to do for me. And I know that it made him feel uncomfortable for a while, but I had to be okay with that. I couldn't base me moving forward because someone else feels uncomfortable. He's allowed to feel uncomfortable. He's allowed to have his opinions about things. He's allowed to disagree with things. Now I'm not going against, we are unified in the decisions that we make, but he doesn't always necessarily get them just like I don't always get the reasons why he does and make some of the decisions that he makes. So I still had to maintain my own power because at the end of the day, my work, how I feel about what I'm doing, the difference that I'm making in the world, that's my responsibility. It's not someone else's responsibility. And even with me starting the business, if I had left it up to him, I'm the one that has to take the, the failure or the win. If, if this fails, I can't blame him. So I have to take all of that responsibility for me, which means that I have to get behind what it is that I want to do. So when you think about some of the areas that you might be giving your your power away, and many of these are just automatic, and sometimes it's just the way that we think about them, allow yourself to take a moment and shift, especially when something feels out of alignment, or if you're doing it just because, because you don't want to have a hard conversation, because you might be avoiding um, maybe a little bit of conflict, because you might be avoiding giving somebody feedback. Those are not reasons to not move forward. Those are reasons to develop the skill and the resilience to move forward and to continue doing it. Those are the things that you want to tackle. Those are the things that you want to work on so that you can build up and understand your internal validation, your internal power. Because as you do that, it helps those that are around you as well. You creating those boundaries helps others to do the same thing. You standing up and being the leader that is necessary for that role, it doesn't bring chaos, it brings comfort to those you are leading. Because now they can look to you and go, okay, okay, this is a person that's really willing to move forward and step up when there's uncertainty. They're willing to make decisions even when things aren't as clear. You are then able to create a safe space for others when you create that for yourself. So just a couple of minutes of uh, some thoughts here, some things that, you know, I tend to to deal with and, and work with, with clients for you to offer you how you might be giving your power away. And there might be some others that come up for you as you, as you're listening to this. 
But I want to offer you is just the way that you shift in the way that you see yourself and the power and the responsibility that you give yourself. All right. Listen, thanks again for being here. I will see you guys next time.